Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, we are sitting down and talking about the Canon Films classic Ninja <laughs> Domination, as picked by Scott. Now, here's the thing. I have to stress out the front, we're not going to give Scott a hard time because I'm pretty sure this was his first ever watch of this movie. He had just heard years past Adam and I talk about how Ninja 3 Domination is close enough to a horror movie that we could probably get away with talking about it because of the exorcism angle. And... I'm, I'll take a little bit of a hit there because watching this, I'm like, no, this is just a straight action movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I, I get it that, that there are people that feel the way we do about horror, about action. I mean, or rather they feel about action the way that we feel about like shitty horror where it's just entertainment, you know, but watching this first 10 minutes of Ninja three, the domination was so ridiculous and boring to me. Oh, see, I was like, oh, I okay, I was like, we got a ninja on a golf course. Did you <laughs> like, watch it at 1.5 speed? No, I watched it. I watched it straight up. Like, I, oh, man, I remember because I, I couldn't, Cause, we couldn't, because I felt like I was. I wrote, this is like watching a movie in fast forward. <laughs> I did watch it in fast forward. <laughs> it was because you were an idiot and you waited until this morning to get I to know. it. Well, I, I even got up early. I just Brian, couldn't get to work. Brian is the kid <laughs> that has three weeks to finish a project and then does an all-nighter the night before to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Adderall helped me graduate. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that the first half of this movie is so outrageous that it feels like the movie that they made in Pee-wee's Big Adventure that they yeah. watch at the drive-thru. <laughs> My biggest letdown about the first scene 
is when he kills everyone at the golf course and they they don't show the 911 call because I was really hoping to be like, somebody killed my brother. I think he was Asian or something. <laughs> I will say one of the first things that I noticed in this movie is there's like no blood for how violent the movie feels. Like he's slashing people with swords and there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's crazy. This movie is crazy. It really is the least horror horror movie night film ever that we could possibly discuss, I'd say. And um, I, I don't really regret picking it. No, it's absurd. It's, it's absurd. It's so 80s. Uh, oh, There's my God. There's that helicopter explosion. Yes. Just... Oh, okay. I actually have can – I, can I do my a quick rundown of my notes? They were kind of a play-by-play of this first battle. Yeah. Let, I'll sit back and let you go. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, oh, so, so the reason why I watched this movie straight without being able to fast-forward is because um, I had to go some sketchy tor- – or sketchy – uh, streaming site. I don't even remember which one it was uh, to to watch it because I picked this two or three months ago under the auspice that it was on Amazon Prime for us to watch for free. I mean, it mm-hmm. was you know gathered into you know we would watch it based on our Amazon Prime accounts. And then last week I go to start watching it, gone. And this was I mean that that'll have been it'll have been at least a month since. Uh, Amazon decided to just nix a shitload of its content um, by the time this drops. But that was like so depressing because there's no DVD. There's only a blue of this and I don't have a Blu-ray player. So I was like trying to find it on Pirate Bay. Nobody has it. And I finally found one of these sketchy sites that had it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm just going to have to watch it at one X. And um, <laughs> well, I'll give you some exciting news though, Scott, that Blu-ray is a Blu-ray DVD double pack. <laughs> So, yeah, but I'm not yeah. going to spend 30 bucks on this movie. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> fuck you, Matt, and thank you, Scott, because this isn't the first time that Amazon Prime fucked us and we knew that we were going to have to figure out a different way. I said, should I buy this? And Scott said, no, and Matt said, yes. And boy, <laughs> am I glad that I didn't, because I will never watch this movie again. Yeah, neither will I. Okay, so... Wait, wait, wait. So, so we got, play notes. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right, so... The, <clears throat> the very beginning of this fucking movie is this ninja well this this asian dude uh goes into a cave opens up this crypt and it's full of the most ridiculous mall ninja shit you've ever seen and so he picks up mall ninja throwing stars that are incredibly shiny and then something that looks like jacks you know like when you played jacks as a kid <laughs> it's fucking jacks and I'm like, what is he going to do with that? Is he going to play fucking pickup sticks or something? So in any case, he gets his he gets his arsenal put together somehow and then decides that in the middle of the day, he's going to go murder a scientist who you only find out as a scientist afterwards. But he goes on this golf course and he's got a throwing star and he, he these this this guy is on a golf cart with his wife or girlfriend or something and he has bodyguards and the ninja takes out one of the bodyguards by putting a throwing star in his hand and then a blow dart in the gun barrel and makes the gun explode and and I'm like why aren't you trying to just shoot this fucker and um and so he takes out the uh he takes out all the bodyguards and they're like trying to escape him in a golf cart 
Yeah. <laughs> even a normal, I am not in shape. All right. I can outrun a golf cart. They can't go even more than 15 miles an hour. You can outrun a golf cart. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, so he kills them. And now the cops are swarming in. And I'm thinking, I thought ninjas were trained in the art of evasion. But this guy just decides he's going to outrun police cars on a dirt road in the middle of the afternoon. So he's like running down this dirt road. And then the the, the cop car is on the one side. And then there are two cop bicycle or uh, motorcycles. And he just runs between them. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? And then he um, he throws a ninja star at one of the cops on the bike's. I think he gets on top of the car, car right? Yeah. And he, like, throws a throwing star at one of the cops on the bikes. It hits the guy in the neck or something. And then the other guy, I don't know, his bike explodes. And I then... want to see if you catch the one big director mistake. I'm not That's going to catch them. But I'll just tell you, I remember the two kills, the, the next two kills. He stabs one of the guys with his gigantic katana through the roof of the cop car down his head and the guy's like oh and then the other guy gets punched in the face or something like that <laughs> and and then he just like jumps up the off the cop car or something I, it's a blur so, he kills like 40 policemen so that's that's the scene where it was like it was the first thing i caught where this movie has a lot of mistakes but the the scene is he wraps a rope around a tree swings around it and you see him kick the police officer oh, clearly off right. the yeah. bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kicks him off the bike and then the next scene is the motorcycle with the police officer still on it riding into the riding into the river. <laughs> um all right. So now that we're done all of that craziness, the ninja basically puts his essence inside of a very cute woman who works for the phone company. And I don't like and, the way you just said that, Matthew. Yeah. Putting your essence inside a woman. <laughs> he Whatever. possesses he her. His, he possesses her. He puts or, his soul missing, into her. We're missing the best part of this whole thing. When so my notes go, tell me this ninja is going to jump on the helicopter. He does it! <laughs> and then he, like, puts a throwing star between his toes and kicks up and it, like, hits the... It hits the pilot in the neck or something and then so he like jumps out of the plane into the water and then you get the helicopter explosion which it's you're like are you are they gonna actually explode this helicopter no they put it behind a mountain (laughs) and then then they have an explosion and then he's killing more people and then they have him in like there's they have him surrounded and they shoot him just surrounded and i'm like what what about friendly fire and they shoot him more than michael myers at the end of halloween 4 like they (laughs) he would have been in pieces because they're using shotgun blasts at close range he would have been completely obliterated and then they're like he he uses his his little batman secret surprise where he throws it on the ground and makes smoke and then he digs into the ground and they're like where did he go and they don't even check the ground I I just want to throw this out there, Scott. For someone who said that the first ten minutes of this movie made him realize that he doesn't like dumb action movies, you sound like a child full of glee. <laughs> I was so I was so shocked by the fact that 
I saw what they were going to do. Well, I imagined the most ridiculous thing that they were going to do. And then they did the most ridiculous thing. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't find joy in it. I find shock and awe. <laughs> All right. So the girl gets brought into the police station for questioning. And this is where she meets her soon to be cop boyfriend. Oh, and he's he offering sucks. her. He's offering her all this food, and I just wrote down that one of them. He goes, "Hey, how about some candy?" <laughs> and you honestly, his pocket. This, it's the one thing that this movie does have going for you. It's a great lesson on how to get in a relationship. You, <laughs> just you, you, you beg a girl. Yeah, yeah, you beg a girl to go out with you. If she says no, you follow her to your to her job. You ask her to go to coffee. When she declines that, you sit you sit by while she gets sexually assaulted. Yeah, what let her the defend fuck herself. That? Then uh, fake arrest her to force her in your car. Yeah. And then after the 10th, no, get angry, kick her out of the car, and she'll say yes. <laughs> and then – well, okay. Again. Yeah, yeah. So b- before we get into the the arguably the, the, the scene that sells the film, well, one of two scenes, the possession scene – is really the, the the make or break for this film for you, for me. Well, well, before we talk about anything, I need to talk about the aerobics scene. Uh, can we talk about that body shot song that's playing in the background? Because, uh, is that the one? Oh uh, wait, wait, wait! Is that the song that goes? Oh no, no, no! I'm talking about the um. There's the the first song we get because she has an entire crazy '80s pop like soundtrack for her for her life here she's yeah. so she's a phone operator by day or not but phone operator but like a you know uh construction she line. does like uh phone yeah. electrical repairs she so she's yeah. up on a pole listening whatever to this that song. job is something that we couldn't do yeah she, she got this <laughs> yeah. she's got her boom box on playing and it goes i need a lover gotta feed my appetite find me a lover and i'm like <laughs> what is this shit and then we get an aerobic scene, and I'm sold. Uh, yeah, dude, the song that's playing in that yeah. sounds like the song from Aerobicide. It's called Body Shot. They the song is called Body Shot. They keep singing Body Shot over and over again. Yeah. But more than Aerobicide, it literally sounds like the opening credit song to Toxic Avenger, where it's like, <laughs> "Let me see your body talk, body talk, yeah, body talk." <laughs> like, I am such a sucker for shoehorned aerobic scenes. It's not even funny. Like it's just, it, are they gonna do an aerobic scene? Oh my god, they're doing an aerobic scene. That's that's really how I feel when I, I, I mean, I picked aerobicide and death spa. This should be a no surprise to anybody. This aerobic scene is not nearly as fun as those movies, but it's also okay. We're, we got aerobics. It's it's this is just a slice of eighties life. Yeah, it's just a way to eat up some film so that you can get to that 90 minutes. Yeah, that sweet spot of 90 minutes. But I feel like having an aerobics class on one side of a room with a bunch of sweaty meatheads kind of like licking their chops, kind of like eye-fucking you is a bad idea. And then it actually is a bad idea because they decide that they are going to rob and a sexually assault a woman in broad daylight a couple steps away from the gym door as everyone is leaving the gym. And then, yeah, all these dudes from the gym that aren't going to sexually assault this woman are watching as she fights them off, including her soon-to-be cop boyfriend. And, um... He's just like it was at this. It was at this point that for a split second I thought I was watching a Maddie Moore from Power Rangers episode <laughs> for the Patreon, and then I was like, "Nope, still Ninja Three: The Domination." Got it. <laughs> like, 
God, this movie is just all over the place tonally. Um, because you just hate this cop so much. And I'm like, please don't. I know what's what's going to happen. Because, like, I'd already seen the V8 sex scene. That was yes. what sold me on this film. <laughs> well, she... So this isn't what she She says. doesn't She's use <laughs> soft drinks, but she has some V8. Literally, yeah, she, she her line is, I don't use soft drinks. Like, they're a drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but I wrote, you could come in for a cold glass of V8 juice. <laughs> she <laughs> doesn't even put it in a glass for him, though. I And, and that, here's the thing. I am no, I am no snack, right? I, I, I am, I am in not no 2019. position. Yeah, not 2019 at all. But I am in no position to pick and choose who I'm going to get lucky with. V8 is so disgusting that I would say I would just go full Larry David. I would just turn into Larry David. She'd be like, "You want to come in for some V8?" I'd be like, "Eh, no." Nah. <laughs> But Have then, a good night. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's because you and I both worked at retirement homes where they just like could not Get stop drinking V8. I don't, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to make a little reference to uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel here. I think that because uh, in, in season two, they go up to the Catskills for the summer because, you know, in the 50s, all the rich fucks had enough money that they could leave the city for two months. And so they're up in the Catskills and all uh midge's dad does is just drink copious amounts of fresh tomato juice so i think it's some sort of weird cultural shift that i mean i i like i love tomatoes but v8 i can't i I can't choke it down like i I, it's it's, it just tastes like you're drinking cold tomato soup and like there's nothing good there's nothing good about it and with pepper like and I love pepper. Yeah. I love everything that goes into V8, but you cannot pay me money to drink uh, a four ounce V8. <laughs> V8 comes in four ounce little cans. I can't stomach four ounces of V8. That's just in like, give me that and then a a, a one ounce chaser shot of Pepto Bismol and maybe I won't have a terrible day. Yeah, <laughs> but then she doesn't even give him a glass. She pours a V8 on her tits. And then he's like, "This is awesome!" And he like, "It's like V8 now." Yeah, he's, he's like, "I'll drink the the lukewarm V8 off of your tits." It's so fucking weird. Like, I don't get it. And the guy is so hairy. He's like, "Why did I wrote you- oh, that too?" Dude, the most uncomfortable scene. Like the scene that made me cringe is when she like says, "I don't know what's wrong with me," and then like cries and she, and she just presses her face. <laughs> And his hairy shoulder blade. The, yeah, it's not just his chest. It's his arms. Oh. It's everything. There's a shot where he's wearing um, a muscle shirt. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. And he's, like, hairless in his face, which just makes it all the creepier. To yeah, because like he that. definitely should. I- I'm guessing that the guy has to shave his his jaws, his neck, all the way down to, you know, a spot somewhere around his clavicle. I, I yeah. get it. Like it's insane but, but how hairy he is. I think that he might actually have had somebody Brazilian a spot between his Adam's apple and his clavicle, <laughs> so that he didn't have to shave his 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 lower neck because it it defies reality. Like you, he's wearing he's basically mid transformation in howling. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's bad. All right, so the my favorite aspect of this movie is whenever she's about to be possessed by the ninja, there's all types of super lo-fi special effects. My favorite one is the living arcade followed by a floating sword. Dude, that, just... that living arcade was pretty dope. Like, it, <laughs> it, it's it's visually really entertaining, 
but it serves no purpose. You're also None. missing that every time she's trying to avoid getting possessed, she does a flash dance homage. She's like, gotta, gotta work out, jazzercise the pain away. No well, possessions for so, me now. So my note was, much like Fraggle Rock, she tries to dance her cares away. <laughs> it is um, insanity. Well, and they have the ghost sounds, and the ghost sounds are exactly like the noises that they make when you're just supposed to think that gremlins are somewhere. <laughs> so, yes. so it's just like a whole bunch of like... <laughs> <laughs> in the background. No, not even gremlins. Fucking uh, uh, ghoulies. Critters. Oh, ghoulies. It, it, one of those. But it's just like... <laughs> it was like, oh, there must be a ghost coming. <laughs> yeah, but also, <laughs> yeah. like, this is... So, I, I, it's, it's Japanese ninja because there's another Japanese guy. Second guy with a giant uh, good luck coin for an eye patch that shows up <laughs> and... I'm like, you can see, still see through the square on that eye patch. I get what you're trying to he- do here, Mr. Pirate Ninja. <laughs> but he shows up and he's trying to fix the situation, I guess. And the idea is that he's bad, but no, he's really a good ninja. And it's just so hard to get through this because she's like, there's Dude, something the movie wrong. Loses All steam. So much All steam. steam. The last like twenty minutes, I was just like, "How is this still going?" Yeah, but the enchanted yeah. sword gives that her middle sequence though worth the price of admission. I suppose, <laughs> like the the enchanted sword gives you the power of eyeliner, which <laughs> I guess is okay by me. But then she goes to the spa, so she can for for anybody who's still trying to piece out what the fuck this movie is about. Well, wait, wait. Before the spa, she also cuts a a pool ball in half we have to oh she that does that kill so um what the whole point is is that the the possession is so that the ninja can kill all of the cops that shot him to death yeah so he goes to the i want to say it's like the commissioner's house or something or she goes to the commissioner's house and he's having a late night billiard sesh and she like kills him and that's where the pool ball scene is and then um, – and she doesn't remember it. So she comes home and she's like – decides that she's going to go to the spa. And another guy who's actually – I think he's the police captain, so the boss of her boyfriend, is in this spa with two – in a hot tub or you know, like whirlpool or whatever with two women. And apparently this spa is right next to the police station, which if you're going to do some sort of – if you're going to have prostitutes that you're taking – out of lockup to go pay them for sex at the spa. Why would you go to the spa next door? Yeah. Well, when they, um, well, you're she the comes police, in, I guess you can do whatever you want. She comes in to join them in the hot tub. And one of the girls goes, you better watch yourself. Big boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That whole scene, those bimbos, like that's, the, that's what they were probably are bimbo one and bimbo two, because they're, they're, they're lines and presentation are the stupidest shit in a stupid fucking movie. Like, it's just ridiculous. I can't even deal with it. Yeah, this movie fucking sucked. I, 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 I can't say that it's... It's so over the top, though. I don't know how so I feel canon. about it. It's it's canon it is pictures the most, to It is the most canon film that is not breaking to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the big thing that I want to talk about is that... The exorcism scene. Yeah, I feel like that's the last scene that we need to talk about. Um, but that has 
my favorite line in the movie, probably, where after the exorcism happens, the the boyfriend cop goes, I heard the word ninja, and I want to know what the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you don't know what a fucking ninja? Yeah, I have a note. You get one. Billy doesn't know what a fucking ninja is. <laughs> so when, when she's tied up at this random, they find this this uh ninja psychic i suppose she's tied up and then she's just doing flips like linda blair in a in a like a tumbling act in the uh, olympics it's crazy pants i love this movie like it's not one that i watch often but brian i know that you hated this and you're never gonna watch it again but i can promise you and i've said this a few times get a group of people together this is a party pleaser because this is bonkers like people are just like what is happening i think that you need but you don't understand people because this is not a people pleaser this is not this is people being like why are we watching this this is also coming from your brother who thinks that a people yeah, you don't know my people like sadistic insane clown killer which i keep bringing up because it really is the pinnacle of matt kelly let's come over and watch a movie kind of yeah thing <laughs> The people that come to my house are usually couples, right? <laughs> They're not going to love it. And it's your issue. It's one of two things. It's either a very, very good friend of mine saying, listen, Brian's a good guy. You just got to get to know him. <laughs> or it's Jade's friends coming going, look, it's my best friend's boyfriend. Just, just be nice. Yeah, and just I'm be nice. Be like, just let him do his thing. You want to watch Ninja Three: The Domination? I got it on Blu-ray for I think only I hear twenty dollars. Jade in the background <laughs> being like, "Ooh." <laughs> Although Jade does love, like she loved the the pizza face scene in uh, Leprechaun Four. Leprechaun Four. But this movie lacks integrity. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it came from a place of love. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And I was like wondering, I guess they did the entire franchise. Because I didn't know. I was more curious to be like, is this like a Death Wish thing? Where like a decent movie was made. No, and... no. This one started at canon. Yeah, this started at canon and ended at canon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's a, I got nothing else to say. Ninja 3 Domination. It's... Listen, if you're friends with the same type of mutants that I'm friends with, <laughs> yeah. like you guys order pizza, get a case of beer. This is a great film to watch as a VAT and there's a possession scene. There's the hairiest human being you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. Like, you know, you know, it's Sasquatch stars in the movie. Like, so come and check it out. A weirder Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. But if your friends are, I don't know, human, then <laughs> maybe this yeah. isn't the movie for your hangout. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. 
They see you coming into the clearing and Jess are over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Also, I keep forgetting, man. I'm sucking at this. The Exorcism is <laughs> done by James Hong, who is in The Two Snakes with Jack Nicholson, who is in Batman with Michael Keaton, who was in Beetlejuice. Nice. What is your guys' double feature? My double feature is going to be Beverly Hills Ninja, starring Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Man, that's good. <sighs> um... Also, Brian, it's supposed to be Scott. He picked this, but whatever. Oh. Scott, what was your double feature? So this one is hard, and I don't really know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I think I'm going to have to go with Aerobicide because it's just so – I mean, killer workout. I, I always call it Aerobicide because it's a better uh, poster, but Death, death – I'm sorry, um, Killer Workout is the American version of the film. I, you watch you – watch, you watch um, Killer Workout first, I'd say, because it's just such a, it came from a place of love, but it is also so goddamn ridiculous. And then you're like, do you like that? You want a little bit more of that with a little bit more action and a little less plot? Ninja 3, The Domination. All right. So I'm going to go, this is the second weirdest kung fu movie that I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Oh, you're going Ricky O, aren't you? No, no. I'm going with the – so here's the thing. <laughs> I want to get people out of my house. And if I put on Riccio, people are going to stick around because Riccio, as as bombastic as it is, it's it's just gory as all hell it's and it's a fun ride. At, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put on something that is the arguably out of the almost – probably close to 4,000 DVDs in this Holy basement. Fuck. One of the most uncomfortable things that I own. A little film called The Crippled Masters about a ninja with no arms who teams up with a ninja with no legs. Oh my fucking god. That can't and be he, real. It's real. And he lets the ninja with no legs sit on his shoulders and he acts as the arms during the fights while he does all the kicking. See that? <laughs> and- oh my god. Wow. That sounds awful. So two questions. One, why is it that I immediately assumed that they, he was going to be on the shoulders, but then I was like, wait, if he has no legs, he won't be able to sit on the shoulders. So I imagined him in some sort of harness on the guy's chest. <laughs> like Krang? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so. That's even more dehumanizing. He's, so what, this movie's really, I mean, this is like Grindhouse. from the 70s? Yeah, it's like an uncomfortable 70s Grindhouse movie specifically because like, there are two people who literally were born with, like, it's someone who was born with no arms, no assuming. arms, and someone yeah, was, who like. I was assuming that they were true. Um... Yeah, true. But the the guy with no legs is more like, I don't know if he was just born with no lower half, and then they added this or what. But his his character in the movie had his legs burned off by acid, so it's just like these little like skeletal legs dangling down. So he can sit on that someone's might shoulders. Have been just a birth defect and not necessarily yeah. adding prosthetics. I'm guessing, guessing, <laughs> for the sake of sanity, that that they did not put prosthetics on a man 
But yeah, I, I remember I heard about the movie. I heard about the movie on a website that I used to go to all the time called badmovies.org. And it was just this database of bad movies. That's how I discovered the uninvited and a bunch of other stuff. And the guy gave it five, five bad movie ratings out of five. So I was like, okay, that seems I'm not a Kung Fu guy, but this seems absurd. But then I just randomly was at Suncoast video and they had it. And I was like, I don't know if I'll ever see this in the wild. So I grabbed it. And I probably have gotten through the movie from start to finish once <laughs> and have tried multiple times. <laughs> like It's just so it's not even like I I want to like Kung Fu movies more than I actually like Kung Fu movies. Yeah. And it's kind of in the same thing as Godzilla. When there's fighting, it's great. But then there's all of the other stuff that's in there. And this has a lot of the other stuff. Um, so for some reason you're saying they like, thought that plot was important yeah well it's because the, the it's grindhouse you know they can't just have it be all exploitative uh so you're yeah. saying that you're going to do ninja three and then the crippled masters and then be like okay you you guys are still here huh yeah because knowing <laughs> your friends they're like that was something yes yeah, so it's like let's all right i guess we'll put on crippled masters now and then just watch them trickle out and then i can go to bed so, <laughs> so that was ninja three the domination from 1984 84 89 dude that could be a nine my handwriting is shit <laughs> um, but it was picked by scott scott oh dude it says that it's from 1984 wow so it does not it actually looks pretty damn good for 1984 the ninja three the domination from 1984 uh as picked by scott we will be back next week with another episode of the podcast uh you know it's 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 getting a little ratty around here it's it's, uh, i don't know i think we're going to talk about something that's uh, i don't know i don't even want to clock in for my shift this year i just want to move on and get past it so we're going to sit down we're going to watch it it was picked by me you can check out all of the full full all the cool things that we do over on our patreon at patreon.com backslash hmn podcast and always go ahead and rate and review and subscribe thank you everybody who came and visited us at monster mania last week we had a blast i assume and and that's uh that's it that's all i got so we'll be back next week Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pasta Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. 
They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 